Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready. Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? My, my mic's gone low, my mic is just rising, but Kojo Raps on TV, we're here back again. Uh, it's another Tuesday, we're reporting live from central London, here to talk the best things in boxing. I'm here with my co-hosts, Tom and Sam, how you doing, guys? Yeah, what's going on? We've got a bit of a round table today. I was going to say, it's getting a bit jam-packed in here, man, and we're two down as well. Um, we're here with the Streetwise Management guys, how you doing, guys? Yeah, we're good. Good, good. You want to do an introduction? I'm going to start with Mike, how you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you very much. Good. Keeping busy, keeping busy, busy start to the year. Always busy. <laughs> um, and Mike Junior, how yeah, you doing, sir? All good, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And you brought along, um, I, but I, I recognise his face somewhere, so I'm going to wait and see if it is him. But um, you came with uh, Coach Abs. Yeah. Yep. Just uh, want to say hello, bro. Yeah. What's everyone saying? Uh, the Purest Magazine on Instagram. Maybe you recognise it from there. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, the Purest Boxing. The purest right? boxing yeah. Not That's a Love right. Island <laughs> thing, nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Secret's about no, to be I was, exposed. I was literally about to say, Michael, you look like you've been training out as well. You've been working out, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? If the manager looks good, then you know what I mean? I'll whip him into line, you know what I'm saying? Looking younger by the day. And last but not least, Sir Jordan St. Dujon, how you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How you doing? Yeah, we're good, we're good. Um, Cookie, just to let you know, I think my mic's gone down, but um, yeah, we're back in action. So guys, um, been a busy weekend. Um, I think... <laughs> As much as we're going to talk about what the guys have been doing the last few weeks, months, um, I think it's still kind of like everything from the Wild of Fury has just been so much noise, so much rumors, conspiracy man. theories. I mean, Bruh. unreal. And today we've had an active day in terms of announcements. So we've got Dillian White versus Povetkin, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Yard versus Alpha, which is uh, Lyndon Arthur, which is a light heavyweight clash, something that we didn't expect. I think that's mm. a good domestic dust-up. Um, and the last but not least, Josh, Joshua versus Pulev. Um I think the best place to start really is just find out what's been going on with the guys. Um, the two that are missing, is it because they're, they're champions and they've got belts that they want to come <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> on that. Let's talk to my publicist, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> 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 you know what I'm we'll have to start taking down those books and putting yeah. those silverware. <laughs> <laughs> they're telling me what to do now, you know what I'm saying? It's not a bad situation, though. You know I, mean? so I got the cool late on said, no, nah, we ain't coming. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you go down there and represent, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I mean, what can I say, man? Um, but no, good to have the guys. Um, obviously, yeah. last back in the last year, they both won tight titles, yeah. um, English and British. No, uh, two, southern areas. Two Southern areas. Two southern areas. Yeah, yeah, so that's great for them. Um, but what's the plan for 2020, guys? Like, I'm going to go through, re- speak to all of you individually, yeah. but... We we'll start with the lead men. What's the plan, and then? Well, you know, we, we, take, the we always take it steady. We always look for the opportunities for the boxers. You know, the right opportunities. Uh, really and truly, both Ramis, mm-hmm. Mahmoud, and uh, Ryan Walker were fighting above their weight. Okay. You know, but the opportunities came. You know, where, uh, myself no. and my son Michael, we we really looked at the opponents that were available for them to win titles because mm-hmm. we thought it was about time they won titles. And the opportunities came. Yeah. And we took them. 
yeah. and they were they were very tough fights, you know. If yeah. they hadn't trained as diligently as they did, mm -hmm. and Michael hadn't put them through, you know, the the, <laughs> the ring, so they say, yeah. you know, then it, it might have been another outcome. But yeah. obviously, being professional as the two fighters are, and Michael is, mm -hmm. you know, they got the job done. Yeah. And now we move forward to the point where we decided as a team that, okay, winning championships is, that's where we're at now. Yeah. And we now have to let them win championships in their optimum weight, which yeah. is Ramez will come back down, back down to Super Bantam and Ryan will come back down to Bantam. Yeah. So we're hoping that we get some opportunities there later on this year. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that sounds good. Um, I'm just going to tell is anyone here in any background? Yeah, just yeah, a little bit. Just, but I think it's clear now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was going to say, what were you guys doing, man, in the corner? Look at the default. Look at both of them. Because you were both like, and I'm like, okay, what were you guys doing? You know what? I think it's because we're in good company. We're just so relaxed. We don't need to force anything. Is that one of them, man? All right, but I mean, that's great to hear. Obviously, victorious in terms of, like, building up their careers and getting more recognition. You spoke about the training, training diligently. I mean, that's going to lead into Mr. Mu Jr. Mm -hmm. um, all the work that he's been putting in. We're still seeing you guys on the treadmill. Wherever you can get it, you're, you're still doing it. So um, that's credit to yourself. But what's your sort of thoughts for 2020? The guys you're working with now, you brought somebody else on the team. Yeah. What's yeah. your vision for 2020? For me, I feel 2020 is going to be a big one. I feel last year was the sort of year where we, we was more building foundations. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of work that might have gone unnoticed. You know what I mean? People deep in boxing would have noticed. They would have, I think we would have uh, put, put a lot of people on notice. But I feel like on the bigger scheme of things, it's gone unnoticed. But the work has been done to set us up to go on to where we want to go mm. and for instance 2020 obviously we, 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 like you said a new team member in coach AB over here yeah. he, he's been a massive help he's been a big part of the last two training camps which both have ended with uh, two titles so that's progress and also we're working with a lot of amateurs a lot of up and coming boxers that are obviously seeing as they're still amateurs can't really give no one shout outs but yeah. okay. fighters that we believe that are of very good chance of going on to the Olympics yeah. and even the others that that we're more than certain we're going to become pros at some point we're going to become elite professionals yeah. and obviously we're just trying to build a stable and build something big you know what I mean we're not just like in that. the in the game to take to, to take part we're here to take yeah. over I like that so, I like that really ambition I like that yeah, yeah, you touched on solidifying the foundations last year. I think we all noticed, like, I think it was 16 weeks since you guys were last in the studio. And I think, you know, the fact that you've chipped away, you've done the, the hard graft and it's mm. given the rewards, you know, two Southern Area champions. What do you feel as a team it does to make a champion? How do you feel? What What do you think are the special ingredients to making a, a champion, no matter what level, sort of Southern Area, English, you know, yeah. and beyond? Again, I think it's, it's all down to the foundations and a lot of it is what goes on behind the scenes. It's like, obviously, boxing is one of the... It's an entertainment business. Everyone loves to be on the stage and loves to be on the, mm. the big platform and, get, and putting themselves out there. But to get there, what you have to do is a lot of work that goes behind the scenes that goes, goes unnoticed. And I think the ingredients, the main ones are just having that focus, having a good team that, that build you up and everyone that's, that's there supporting each other. And all having the same vision, you know what I mean? We all we all know where we're going, we know where we are in the game and we know where we want to be. So we just got to make sure we stay together, push each other and just carry on building. Do you feel like that added impetus now having, you know, more training uh, methods, stuff like that? Do you think that just adds chemistry to the camp? Do you feel yeah. a lot more healthier, a lot more happier in camp? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Having two champions now, 
it's made training even easier. You know what I mean? Training's hard when it when 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 you're doing it by yourself, when no one's really supporting you, no one's believing in you. But once you actually got to a certain level, and and like you said, you touched down on us on when we come in here last time, and it was like we was relatively unknown with nothing. Yeah. Everyone says what they're gonna do, what they wanna do. You know what I mean? But like you said, we've come back in now and we've done it. We've delivered two champions. We've also got uh, uh, Dijon Jordan, who's, who's who's still a novice in the pro game, but already he's putting a lot of people in his weight category unnoticed. So I feel like. We're definitely making big stress. There's, there's a lot of where we in from our neck of the woods in terms of opportunities. Mm. You, you, they're very few and far between. Yeah. So you have to prepare yourself for those opportunities. We're not we're not aligned with the massive promoters, the massive PR wagon behind yourself. So we have to try and make the opportunities for ourselves. And the most important thing is to be patient. You know, those opportunities will arise if you manoeuvre yourself in the right position. Yeah. No, they're not going to come like that straight away. Yeah, do you feel, like, do you, do you feel sorry to interrupt, do you feel like a lot of fighters, when you look at the, 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 the grand scheme of things, do you think they take fights too soon that are not necessarily equipping them to be at that stage? You, you, you can do. Look, we've been guilty of it. We've done it with, with, uh, with Ryan when he fought Michael Rambalatza. It was an opportunity for Southern Area title. We took the, t we took the fight. An English title. It, was it an English, English title? It was an English title, title yeah. and it was too soon. Um, for him and again it was above his optimum weight but we, we agreed as a team that it was an opportunity and we took it and it told us a lot about ourselves yeah. you know so we went back to the drawing board and now he's a Southern Area champion you know so you have to be wary of the opportunities that you get and think them through thoroughly before you take them mm. you know so that's that's part and parcel of the unity amongst the team and the team also understanding that you have to be patient in this game you yeah. can't just yeah, I mean, you can't just run before you can walk, you know. And, and I know boxers get taken in by the bright lights and the TV shows and and all that what goes with it. Mm. But you have to be careful not to take that too soon, because as much as you go there too soon, you get overexposed. Yeah. You know, the critics come out, then your opportunity mm. to grow is gone. Because, for instance, if you're a five and zero fighter. And you go on TV and you beat a prospect. You can't go back fighting journeymen. You can't go back learning your craft. They want to put you in with bigger and better fighters. Yeah. And then when you get exposed, people then start saying, oh, he's not that good. He, I mean, he wasn't as good as what we thought. But he hasn't had the opportunity to learn his craft. Mm. You know, Maybe if he was 10 and 0, 11, 12, 13 and 0, mm. and had that opportunity, it might have been different. Yeah. And there's plenty of time to build that up you know, and, and build the experience up. Yeah. It's a tough, tough sport box. You know? You've got to give credit to anyone who gets through those ropes and, and does that. But they also have to understand that you have to be patient because it's a tough sport. As a manager, as an advisor, um, does it make the journey a lot more rewarding seeing the guys really from the grassroots build their way up? You oh, know, most from definitely, scratch? most definitely. If someone comes into your gym, we had Ryan Walker come into the gym, we had Ramis come into the gym we, from from nothing, and to watch them steadily grow and progress, you know, and you yourself, you you don't know how far you're going to take them because you're growing with them, yeah. you know, as Michael's growing with them as a trainer, you know, and the boys, they're, they're all growing mentally and this, this unit is growing together mm. and you all have your dreams and your goals and when you see them materialise, it's a fantastic feeling. When Ramis won the Southern Area title, I mean, it was, a, it was a massive occasion for us as a team, you know, and people might just look at, oh, it's just a Southern Area title, but for us, it was everything. Yeah, it was yeah. everything. Same with when Ryan won the title. Oh, when Ryan won the title, he came back from a defeat, you know, and we had to, as a team, rally around him and go, <coughs> listen, we know you can be a champion. Yeah. We know you can be a Southern Area champion, at least. So we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that you are, you know, and that, that's support, that's 
positioning, that's being patient, that's waiting for the right opportunity. He became a Southern Area champion. And for us, that's so rewarding. Yeah. So rewarding because all the hard work that's been put in by everybody has been rewarded by him getting across the line and being a champion. Yeah, the one thing I can see from when I look at the outset is loyalty between this stable. You know, there's a lot of loyalty here and there's a lot of, you know, drive with you guys. I think, you know, you see a lot of uh, stables and you see a lot of fighters. I mean, even when they reach the pinnacle of the sport, they're willing to then move away, mm. move to America, have a new way of life. But I think with you guys, you've always kind of stuck, stuck through the thick and thin, especially like we said, Ryan lost the fight, mm. uh, dust yourself down, come back again. Yeah. And there you, there's a there's a formula for success here. We've seen it with the, yeah. the two lads that have won the Southern area. Yeah. So moving well, on, I suppose, it, it gives a lot of encouragement to... Yeah, you have to be open, you have to be honest, you have to talk to your team, you have to you have to all be open in your ambitions and what, what you see, where you're going. You, know, mm. you can't... If you, if you start splintering off and listening to people here and there and they're not in the team, that's when you get fractions and that's when you get people being misled and going in the wrong direction. You know, for us, Jordan has come into the team. He's come to us and and he understands the process and he listens and he's, he's in, in, ingrained himself in the process because he's seen it happen with Ramos, he's seen it happen with Ryan, you know, and, and he understands what it takes now to go through those levels and to get where he's going to, you know? So it's just about being open and honest with one another, to be fair. And I was going to come to you, sorry, Sam, I was going to say, let's get round the table. Yeah. Coach Abs, just talk to us how you guys started working together. Um, I know we, earlier you just mentioned you, worked, you did the Purist Boxing page, but how did you guys start working together and what's it been like working with the team? Yeah, Michael messaged me from the Purist Boxing page mm. and we got into contact through that. Mm. Um, on my page, I do a lot of like boxing breakdowns, mm. not more so just reporting on fights, but actually breaking down the technical aspect yeah. and um, breaking down technique and things like that. So I think Mike would have seen that thought. Having someone around with that kind of expertise would be good, isn't it? So yeah. came to the camp, just small little things in the camp. Just he would just ask me, "Oh, what's your opinion on this?" That I think having the outside perspective mm-hmm. it helps, isn't it? And yeah, I didn't even mean to be a coach, and it just things started happening. Picked up the okay. pads. Yeah. It's like I used to train with these guys actually boxing. Yeah. No compliments in it. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up the pads and they said, "Oh, you're, you're quite natural at this, isn't it? You're yeah. actually good at this, isn't it?" Okay. Like just showing them certain techniques, combinations, and mm. then even the fighters enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's just really taken off from there. I mean, that's good to hear. And I'm gonna let Sam come next with a question. But how did you kind of? get into boxing or you spoke about the techniques and I know the page I mean it's done fantastically well but how did you where did you learn your sort of breakdown or your analysis skills from yeah to to be honest I've just been watching boxing all my life like I'm young bro like (laughs) (laughs) whole five years isn't it (laughs) (laughs) this this is the only person that makes me feel nervous on my own knowledge of boxing I'm confident in it I've I've studied boxing every now and then I try and hit him up some questions like you know I think I know what I'm talking about and the response that I get I'm like right I hear you on that one I won't question you again I hear you on that one the knowledge is deep deep. just been born with a razor uh, razor sharp IQ do you know what some people game like IQ is a bit mad yeah like, pe- people see boxing very different yeah, bo- yeah boxing no. has got so many levels to look to, to take really take in mm. and um it's easy to, obviously you've got the casual fans at the very beginning and obviously people that are really yeah. really uh deep into boxing boxing pugilists as they say no. he went with a purist but yeah, yeah no no he lives by uh, no, for real. yeah so the page and then now you're working with the guys how's that been it's been good. Two camps, two titles. I'm not taking <laughs> oh, credit. Oh, <laughs> that's a credit take. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? 
Michael's a second coach. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's put words into existence. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, you, can't, you can't argue. That's what I'm saying. That's where they start from. But you know what? So, but you know what? Numbers don't lie. No, exactly. Numbers, numbers don't lie. Do you know what? It's not always about having an older. No disrespect, uncle. No, but you know they're, they're the oldest. It's now the younger ones coming yeah, through. Yeah, We're seeing it all the time, man. I've got to step back when I go to the gym. I just got to step back and listen and watch them. You know what I'm saying? Because they know what they're doing. They have their vision. Yeah, you know I mean, I can only, if I if I see something that's wayward or whatever, I I might mention it to Michael. But in the main, I just keep back. You know what I mean? Because that's oh, their yeah. domain. You know what I mean? And now he's put it on himself because he said two camps, two titles. <laughs> so right, I expect three, three camps, three titles. No, you know what I'm no, no pressure. No, exactly, exactly, <laughs> man. Um, what I wanted to touch on with you guys as a team, um, how do you attract talent? How do you get the talent? Um, and how do you get them to the level? And how do you stop them? from kind of um, going to the other promoters. Because touching on what Tom said about the loyalty, it's very difficult in this market with everyone with the yeah. bright lights that you're saying. How well, do you really nurture that? Well, for us, we can only... What we do and what we are is what attracts fighters to us. Mm. And it, it, I'll be honest with you, it's not easy. It's mm. not easy because you have to contend with the the big management firms out there, your MTK Global and all the other guys that are aligned with the big promoters. You understand? So for us, it's it's not easy. Mm -hmm. So we have to relatively just do what we're doing. You know, I mean, keep being successful, keep being a tight unit, and the talent will itself come because Mm -hmm. these guys are producing champions. You know what I'm saying? We're managing champions. The guys are coming to us. You know what I mean? And they're enjoying the training that they're doing. Yeah. I've seen Michael train around with some of the amateurs that he's been training, and you could see there was a tele- telepathy there. You know, mm-hmm. there's a there's a link there with it. Mm-hmm. He's got a, he's got a very very good way of training in terms of mm-hmm. getting the best out of his fighters and making them enjoy training while they're doing it. Yeah. I've been around many 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 trainers, and I've seen that they can stifle a fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, they can make a fighter feel like he's at school rather than he's actually learning something that he's enjoying doing at the same time. Mm, yeah. And when you're training, when you're busting a gut, when, you, when you're working really hard, you want to enjoy it. The more you enjoy it, the more intensity you put into it. You know, and the benefits will reap when you get into the ring and when you fight on fight night. And Michael's got this good ability to get that out of his fighters, to make them work extra hard without them even noticing it. Every time I go to the gym, they're smiling and laughing, but they're busting a gut. Yeah. And they're sweating, they're dripping with sweat. They, they come out, they're finished, they're knackered, they're on the floor, but they've been through a hell of a training session mm. without no complaints, without, I don't want to do that, oh, it's too tough, or without a frown on their face. It, it's not mm. like that. So you only need a boxer to walk into that scenario and see that, and he's going to say, yeah, I want some of that. You know, so it's a good vibe that they're creating. And uh, Michael Junior, I mean, what would you say? What have you, what have you done, and what influence have you had to change things up in the gym, mix it up, keep it fresh, like for your fighters? What, what would you say? Um, I don't know. It's a hard one to be specific with that question, but um, it's just always trying to do different things, always learning different things. Like, like I'm still learning a lot in this game, and I think what helps is my fighters know this, and we're all aware of where we stand. Yeah. We're, we're all progressing as a team. And um, even obviously, coach, uh, coach Abs over his exact same uh, situation. So I think the fact that we all trust in each other's progress and we all trust in each other's uh, desire to become better, they know I want to become the best coach I possibly can be. So they know there's going to be times that it might not be 
a straightforward. It might not be smooth or it might not be something they feel is, is progressive, but they know we're going to sit down and talk about it and obviously make adjustments as a team together. Mm. So I think it's hard to say specifically what adjustment, or what, what changes I'm making or doing things to keep it fresh, but I think as a team, we, we do what we can by being honest with each other and working with each other and learning as we go. Mm. And Amps, what have you... I was say, you just totally forgot Jordan, man. You guys ain't asking one question. Once you get him started, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up for lost Jordan, yeah, uh, your reflection on 2019, what would you say was the most uh, accomplish, uh, accomplishment you've, uh, as a team, but also individually, what would you say you've... Uh... I mean, individually, it was um, making my debut. Um, as a team, obviously, Ryan and Rams getting their title belts. And I think just to touch on the last question that was made in terms of how did they go about keeping fighters and attracting new talent. Yeah. Um, again, I signed to them last year. Um what separated um, the two Michaels from the rest of the um, people that I was talking to at the time is that, again, it wasn't so much just a knowledge of um, the sport, um, Michael's ability to coach, Michael's ability to manage. It was their family setting. And I think with fighters, that's such an important thing to have. I mean, you've just seen the likes of Josh Taylor step away from McGuigan yeah. because they've not got um, that bond outside of boxing. Mm. And that's what we are. We're literally it's just a massive <laughs> family, so it just makes it so easy to just go through the whole training camps. Oh, I could tell yeah. you, man, you're talking outside when I, when I, on my way in. You were like, I've been around here for time. What are you not saying? <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I could tell from a tone. I was like, oh, you know, my brother's in there. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's good to see. That kind of brings me on to my next question. Outside the gym, keeping mm-hmm. disciplined, giving each other encouragement. Like, Obviously, you guys probably go for food. You go for your walks, your park runs, etc. together. But in terms of like the, the stuff outside the gym, the meticulous preparation before fights, mm-hmm. how, how important is it to keep each other grounded, uh, disciplined before big, big, big fights in your career? Um, I think it's a difficult question to ask. Uh, again, I, I don't even have to answer it, if I'm honest. Like, the importance of each fight when it comes is for us, you know, it's, a, it's an opportunity. For Michael, it's an opportunity. For the boys, it's an opportunity to get one step further up mm. the ladder you know and it, it's luckily for me I can give them my experience from say Richard Comey Michael's worked with Richard before yeah. with Richard Comey coming from nothing and the, the length that it took him to get to a world title you know Michael has seen that and witnessed that progress personally himself was actually sparring with Richard and training with Richard mm. so Michael can draw on that knowledge as well to keep them grounded to say if you want to be a world champion Richard wasn't a world beater when we first saw him but he had that raw talent that if nurtured in the right way would get him to be a world champion mm. and we can draw on that knowledge yeah. and Michael can reflect that to the fighters and say you know you can do this but it's going to take that you know yeah. so mm. understand that if you go wonky you're not going to get to where you want to go, yeah, you know, yeah. that's up to you, you know, they, they, we, we can lay the foundations and set out the map for you, but it's up to you to follow that, you know, and I think we lay it out pretty simple, you know, in terms of, look, this is your fight, and this fight is going to gain you X, Y, Z experience, yeah. and then that experience is going to be fantastic for you for your next fight, mm. and then that experience is going to be, and so forth and so forth, yeah. and then your opportunity will come, you know, and it's a process, and you know, I think, like I said, the boys understand that, you know, and it, it was re- replicated in, in the wins in the southern area of what it meant to the boys, when they, what it meant to the whole team, what, when they won their titles. 
the penny dropped and they understood the process mm. you know and it was for, for for everybody supporting the team and everybody around it was a it was it was a it was just like winning a world title for yeah. us you know? yeah, 100% right i think as well because we all we i mean as individuals we all have goals we all have aspirations and i think as the the stable starts to broaden it's much harder to really fine tune everyone's you know how do you like you touched on earlier Sam like not peaking over peaking too soon or yeah, not yeah. getting too you know too... going back to what you said about how to about keeping everyone grounded as well for me what, what helps massively is, is social media even when we're not with each other obviously we're, we're in group chats and obviously yeah. I'll do with a massive Instagram page and, and Instagram knowledge so we're always firing different um, boxing things, boxing yeah. questions, yeah. boxing the, 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 everything we're doing now. Compared to two, three years ago, where it wasn't yeah. we wasn't as a unit as we are now, yeah. where outside of camp everyone kind of wander and go do their own thing. But I think, yeah. like you said, where we're getting tighter, we're growing, we're becoming more and more of a family. Yeah. Even when we're at home, we've just left camp and we're messaging each other in a group chat. We're sending yeah. someone might send a combination. Oh, what yeah. do you think about this? Okay. So automatically, I think you, you don't even really take it in, but you, you you're actually spending a lot of time mm. focused on boxing or yeah. studying boxing or, or you know what I mean yeah, debating with your pals and I think yeah, that 100%. has made a big difference yeah. as well within the team to, no, to, 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 to keep right. everybody mm-hmm. not just inside the gym but also outside when you're going around to do, when you're doing the other things going on yeah no no I was going to say I think you need that and one thing I can say from kind of doing this show I always like it when you hear people that are in the sport talk about actually watching other fights mm. watching boxing mm. there's a lot of fighters that come in and they say oh yeah, I didn't watch that fight last yeah, week. And yeah, it was a yeah, big fight. Yeah, so yeah, would it be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. have you watched this fight a year ago? No, I didn't watch that. <laughs> and, boxing, and, boxing, and boxing is one of the most, um, the same as any sport, but it's all opinionated. You yes. know what I mean? None of us so are going to see eye to eye. So it's, it's always nice to hear other people's points yeah. and opinions. Yeah. Like, coach, AB, even though me and him are like working like that, mm. and we never see eye to eye. Okay. We, we argue about every fight, every Basically, fight. I'm always right. I'm always <laughs> right. <laughs> Never, I like the confidence that he's bringing to the team. The way you just said it, I'm always right. The debutant ain't backing down. Mike, yeah, Mike didn't even down. deny it. No, no, no. He didn't even snitch, no. though. But now, go back to what you're saying, though. It makes sense because. Boxing is so subjective, though, because that's why we get some shady results sometimes. Of I mean, that people a bit still that and a bit day, of... Yeah, exactly. Even though, like, people like, still to this day will back who they see as... They, they might be their fighter or who they look up to or they respect the fighter. They're going to see what they want to see or what people turn Bro, up to see. Do you know what? I believe that because even when even when we spoke when you came back from Vegas yeah, about yeah. the whole world... So yeah. some of my cousins flew in from New York and that and I yeah. was just like yeah Tyson Fury's the man now Yeah. but I mean you know the last fight the fight before you know wow, <laughs> I was like what are you talking about <laughs> like, and then you were, I didn't believe it until I started hearing it like yeah. infatuated by just yeah. by and even the referee in that fight he yeah. said that Wilder was dominating he was doing the, exactly. the aggressive the work so. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is I'll be honest with the Wilder Fury thing I have felt that now Fury's performance was like so conclusive kind of thing. Yeah. Now all the media were like, oh yeah, Fury's great, he's going to do him, blah, blah, blah. But I can tell you that week leading up to in Vegas, all yeah. of them were like, I don't know, Wilder. you don't Listen, know, Wilder. They if they weren't Wilder. saying Wilder, a lot of them were just like, I'm in an It was a 50-50 fight because exactly. as, as it is so subjective. We all know styles make fights. Yes. Yeah. And it's, when you get fights like that, it's the... It's the boxer who ex- executes his style perfectly that's going to yeah. win those fights because it's fine margins. Yes, you know we Small all know details. that if Wilder catches Fury, he's out. Yeah. You know he's trouble. going. Yeah, he's in trouble because he's proved it many times before. Yeah, but this... he he wasn't able to execute that because of mm. Fury's 
he executed his style and his game plan perfect. Roughed him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he bullied him. It was like two. It was, it was like a man and a boy, really. You know. But, but bro, hold on, hold on, bro. You got to come on. You got to bring the costume here. That's the like. <laughs> <laughs> that's the mitigating evidence. You let him one out, man. You know what I mean? That costume was it three hundred and forty or six hundred? Have you seen his legs, bro? I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. You, yeah. you, you, you're, either, you, you're either totally deluded, yeah. or you got or chicken legs. You, you are. Th- that really happened. Yeah, Something happened, and you just can't. Yeah, you can't. That's the worst. If it is an excuse, that's the worst well, excuse ever. you could no, drink. Shall I tell you what? I thought it happened. I yeah. thought his eardrum actually popped, and it's the fact he first. didn't come out and use that as an excuse because no. no one would ever known through the X-rays or whatever. Yes, yeah. yeah. his ear was bleeding. That's yeah. an easy well, excuse to go. Exactly, you could have popped the eardrum. What you not all gonna sit here and say that you said Fury was gonna win the fight? No, no, And there were times. I think the leading up to it, there was only three people on the show that were like adamant. Tom the week week before, and I was skeptical. There were two callers that called in like a month before, and they were like, Fury's gonna stop, knock him out, man. Yeah. 100%. That's that, that was their and prediction. If... But me, I was like, Listen, it's 50 50. Yeah, yeah, even I'm me, I was like, One week, I was like, Do you know what? Wilder could have this, yes. you know? yes. and then the other yeah, time, because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. thinking, Look, Fury's game is always the points game, like, yeah. as yeah. much as he's, yeah, the, yeah. I didn't think he was gonna win that way if he was gonna win, and I said, If it goes to the points. Yeah. What made me sway with Fury in that sense is if you look at Fury, he's always gone out to do what everyone says he can't do. I'm not do you sure. know what I mean? The guy, yeah. listen, we, we've had, obviously, he's touched down on mental issues. You yeah. know what I mean? The guy is special. Whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, mental health, still, or, uh, yeah, to me, it's special. He's special, yeah. it's just it's a freak of nature. He's not, yeah, 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 he's different. And what motivates him is doing what people say he couldn't do. Going exactly. to Germany, beating Klitschko, he's yeah. done it. Come back, fight Wilder, well no, you've only had two, three fights. No, exactly. don't do it. He's done it. So when he said, I'm going to go knock you out. Yeah, and you I'm, believed I, it. I, obviously, I was sceptical. Same way as yeah. everyone, leading up to the fight, you're in two yeah. minds. But the moment he changed trainer. Yeah, yeah the Ben Davis you, thing you, got right, me, you don't. Ben Davis, for me, I, I, I rate well. the guy so much, yeah, so, so yeah, much. He's an elite trainer. And I think just to even take that fight and do what he's done is a credit to himself and a level of experience. He had, mm. but to change him because he he done it, it, as they say if it ain't broke don't fix it. Mm. it you know what I mean he done everything perfect. All they had to do was do that again a second time, not get dropped till he wins the fight. It was a clever but move though for Fury for to, him to change trainer. Right, so now Bruh. that's when you got to think right. The guy's on stuff. He's gonna do. He's gonna must yeah. be doing planning to do what he's saying he's gonna do. Yeah. He's not just talking about it. So still, that was that was the best performance. That was a fantastic. <laughs> that was you know when you execute think, a plan. I, I mean, he highlighted get... how bad Wilder's yeah. technical ability was. Everyone said it, but no one could actually prove it. I think yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I think take Wilder out of the, out of exactly. the equation. Fury's on that, Fury's yeah. performance yeah. was from the no, first bell. Mm, 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 he yeah. came to the middle of the ring and it, exactly. he was on yeah. him. And that was it. Yeah, you know what I mean? He from the first round. No, he was on yeah. top of him and he never let up. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, he never 100%. took a backward step and he never he protected himself from the right hand to the point where the right hand was non existent. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what got me though? Do you know what really got me? And I was like, shit. That's when he hit him with a body and he just dropped. <laughs> I was down. like, whoa. <laughs> I said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> he just went whoosh. I was like, it's, He was walking backwards. He was walking away yeah, like, get, yeah. let me get out of trouble. And they he took that body, body shot. shot. Said, nah, let me right. sit down. But do you know what it is as well? Like, we talked about, you know, there's so many technical elements to boxing. But you know what? It's actually, with this fight specifically, it's not rocket science. A 19-stone man hits right, a 15-stone right, man on the chin. Right, right. He's, and he sits down. The reason why he went to Andy Lee Sugar Hill was because there was two ways he won the fight. 
He sat down on his shots. He was yeah. imposing himself, doing yeah. the doing the simple thing. Yeah. Yeah. A nineteen stone man hits the yeah. scales Walking against down. a fifteen. When, 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 when he, he, he is, pushed him forward, he just he pushed him back. And what he done? He, people know in boxing, one of the safest places to be is out of range. Obviously, yeah. one of the second safest places to be is on a man's chest. No yeah. one can generate power up close and personal. Yes. Wilder, we know he he can't even generate them short um, punches. He, nice, nice. he likes He's terrible lunge. in the pocket. Man. He likes yeah. to lunge in. So yeah. the moment he uh, Fury closed, that, Fury got inside that long right hand range. Mm. Wilder was useless. Yeah. It, 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 it was a perfect it, game. Plan. It just it did highlight. Bro, it did highlight Wilder's lack of technical ability. Mm. Because you know, when you go into a big fight like that, you have to have a plan B and plan C. You know what I'm saying? And he was losing the <laughs> He was losing the round. <laughs> he he doesn't even go to the ring with a plan E. Yeah, he, he, he had one plan with the right hand. Right? The right hand. But, yeah. but come on, your coaches, your, your, your trainers should, should instill in you listen, this guy's six foot nine. You saw that he, he messed you about in the first fight, that you mm. couldn't really get hold of him. You got away with a couple of shots. So we need to either get ourselves in range so you can land that, or if you can't land that, make sure you're out of range so you don't get in trouble. Mm. But they done neither. Mm. You know, once his right hand was nullified, yeah. that was oh, it. No, that was so it. And then, so and then the right hand was coming, was coming like a... It wasn't even. There wasn't even a one-two setting it no, up. No, it was no. the only just time he threw it early it, in the fight. To be honest, if we're being honest, Fury even absorbed it pretty mm, easily. Mm, yeah, because he, he was riding the shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fury did say he hurt him. If Fury did say he hurt him in the first hey, round. Yeah. After the, yeah, after the fight, yeah. 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 But you know, he just. Mm. It, but I do think, and so it's a question I'm going to say to to all of you. Actually, Mike, not you, because I've got a separate question for you. But mm. do you think in the rematch? Um, are you are you surprised Wilder's taking this rematch that he's officially no, activated? I mean, for me, but yeah, as a fighter, as a coach, and as a fighter, straight away you want to redeem yourself. Yeah. But the politics of boxing—if he doesn't take the opportunity, he could be waiting another two, three years to even get that shot again. Yeah. Does he want to really wait? Mm-hmm. He's getting older. Yeah. Um, and then, which young up-and-coming line is he going to have to fight to even get that chance? Yeah. With the Dubois, Joe Joyce, all these other up-and-coming fighters. Yeah. Um, to me, I would want to get a rematch straight away, yeah. but. Wilder's not going to adapt anything in that four months' time. His boxing IQ, he's had over 70 fights, probably including um, amateur and pro, mm. and my guy still can't defend properly. He can't stop a jab, can't block a left hook. Yeah. He, he, oh, we've, we've had this debate a few times in our gym, mm. and just it's unheard of for a guy to be world champion just off of a right hand because he's got nothing else. That's like, he's, he really in that he's got sense nothing else. special in that sense. That's yeah. Like, that's yeah. how you got to rate him. Like, exactly. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Being able to, and also you got to rate the team around him being able to duck the right people at the right time to say, no, no, no let's build this up. And, mm. you know, mm. imagine if you mm. took the Joshua fight mm. before. I reckon, I don't Who's know. Wilder, we still on top yeah. of yeah. 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 No, I don't think he needs to duck anyone. I just don't think that he's faced anyone. I think that the heavyweights exactly. out there, I think he still is on par with all of them, if not better than all of them because of that right hand he's got. Even though he technically is shocking. <laughs> From time but he always he loses to people that have, he's low, he's got less skill than. Right? He comes out if you're way above the rest. AJ, yeah. I, still, I still think that if he boxed AJ, if Wilder got in the ring now and we had no effect of the Fury fire, I still think Wilder causes him problems. I reckon. Oh no, no, no. Wilder will cause him problems, but mm. I think. My man AJ will be able to adapt to that man. AJ's, I think he's AJ's able to adapt. Like the way you said, your man AJ. Yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, he's nah, one of them ones. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah stand by your man. I hear it. Stand by your man. But this is boxing, man. This is boxing. So get the money out. Get the money out. Guys, from a coaching perspective, and AB, I'm going to come to you. Would you be advising your fighter to go into that immediate rematch and actually? 
knowing what happened in the last fight, what kind of a game plan would you be employing with a fighter that's got one, is a one-trick pony, essentially? So I'll give two different answers, yeah? Yeah. If I was coaching him, mm. I would try to take him away and then try to work on certain technical aspects. Yeah. But from his coaches, they see it as, you know what, we're going to land that right hand in it. Mm. I think they have as much confidence in his right hand as he does. Yeah. So if I was them, I'd just tell them, we're going to have to at least have a constant jab. Mm. Just stay active, try to work Fury, go to the body a little bit, yeah. and just try somehow, some way, land that right hand. Because yeah. let's be honest, Wilder, if he takes a rematch now, takes in a year's time, two years' time, it's not going to change much. He's going to work exactly the same. Yeah. Do you think it was naive then from the likes of um, JD as to just say, you know, like, obviously... Tom, Tom, Tom. We've got a system, man. Mike's next. Apologies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Mate. Sorry. sorry, man. Do you want to yeah. answer that? Cause no, because Mike's oh. passed it to AB. Sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry. He, he's got no choice to take the rematch. He yeah. has to take it now because he doesn't generate that much money fighting anybody else. Mm. Yeah? $25, $30 million. He's coming off a loss. He hasn't got a title. You know? When you look, say, for instance, you're looking from a business point of view, you've got all you have to do is send an email to reactivate that clause. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Or you now have to go and find another opponent without a world title. Yeah. Yeah, without the razzmatazz of a, you know, I mean, the Tyson Fury. Yeah. What do you get? Two, three million dollars? Mm. Yeah, who's he going to fight? No one's going to fight him now. Yeah. You understand? Because he's got, risk -reward he's, got, as well. he's got nothing mm. there at mm. the minute. He's coming off a loss, a bad loss, mm. a bad loss. He took a beating. So he's coming off a bad loss. Who does he go and have? Who, who does he go and fight? Mm. There's no one for him to fight that he's going to generate any kind of money you know so therefore if he's got 25 30 million dollars sitting on the table to go and get another beating if he gets beat by fury again if he gets another beating by fury again no one can complain he'll still change. be in the same position yes. but 25 million pound richer yeah, yeah, because yeah. he will still be because he still have no belt so he'll still get a, been beaten by yeah. fury yeah so he'll still be in that same position that he's in now I mean, what right. happens if um he's sorry if he activates his rematch clause which is going to happen now no, he has done, yes. um yeah. if he then gets injured in the upcoming weeks does he still get to yeah, use that well, rematch well, 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 probably within the terms within the terms of the contract there will be this man kicking in there <laughs> there will be within the terms of the contract there will be a period where if either fighter gets injured the date will get rescheduled mm -hmm. you know depending on the injury and depending on the length but once that clause has been reactivated that's the rematch because if you notice as soon as they react, as soon as the rematch clause was activated Joshua and Pulev's was announced exactly. because they was waiting to yeah, see yeah, if they could get in exactly. through the back door, yeah, if they yeah. could offer Wilder some money and he would, you know I mean, take a step back and they could do that unification fight. But what they were trying to do is they wanted that Joshua Fury fight, mm. but then they wanted to make that a trilogy. Yeah. So if Joshua, so if, if, if Wilder would have taken that step aside money, he would have gone right. You step aside. We're gonna take. We're gonna put Josh. But then they would have made a trilogy. So he would have been further in the wilderness. Mm, yeah. Probably another you know eighteen months away so, at least. So he's got. So Wilder now has got two bites at the cherry in terms of. He's gonna get his twenty-five, thirty million for mm. the rematch. Mm. If he, if he can somehow, if pull he can out. somehow yeah. pull it out, mm. 
they will have a full fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They will have a full fight. Yeah. Because in, terms, in terms of that fight, I think we all agree that, that, that basically it makes business sense, but it doesn't make boxing sense. Yeah. So yeah. If you, if you well, it it doesn't. I mean? At this present yeah. moment in time, the fight everyone wants to yeah. see is I Joshua Fury because they've got all the belts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying that's the fight everyone wants to see. And but we're talking British, about. Yeah. Both, but, yeah. but I would have said but whoever would have won, we would have wanted that person to fight Joshua, whether it be Wilder or Fury. But this is the business of boxing, and people people from different factions invest a lot of money in their fighters to do yeah. certain things to get a certain points. Mm. When their opportunity comes, they're not just going to go and give that to somebody else. Mm. It's business at the end of the day. At this level no, as well. This, exactly. It's, like you see, I think was it, um, Joshua was supposed to fight Pulev, was it two years ago in October? Yes. Then yes. obviously he yeah. got pulled out because of a contract out. reason or injury. Yeah. Injury is Tack and filled in, but that wasn't for... for minute, bro. Yeah. Yeah. has been waiting for waiting. Yeah. Yeah. But he, uh, it seems like he's been taking that little step aside money. No, of course he has. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. been yeah. causing controversy with the, with the Gallagher and that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 he's been if that, I'll tell you if that was the English media man they'll be all over that yeah. I ain't yeah. heard of that 100%. since he's, he's, moved, he's moved on to Cafe Duva now yeah. that's his next that's his next <laughs> so yeah you were saying Tom yeah no, I was just going to say like I think at this level like, just to touch on your point Jordan when Groves fought Smith and obviously Groves uh, dislocated mm-hmm. the shoulder yeah. he, that was for all the belts the ring magazine so that's why I think he got pushed back I think it was seven months later yeah. in yeah. May or something yeah. Yeah. I just think at this level there's so much money to be made so yeah. many titles yeah. on the line and sometimes you know, fighters go in there they're not 100% you know no. but the, the risk is worth the reward 100% you know? Yeah, so I'm quite sure that George yeah. Groves when he went into the ring with Cam Smith he wasn't 100% yeah. that shoulder they injury knew that, man. Yeah. that shoulder injury that he sustained was a bad one <coughs> you know what I'm saying it weren't easy terrible man. going in with someone like Smith it was a big super middle, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm. You, it was the check was <coughs> nice though, man. The check was too exactly. good for him it was to sweet refuse. Him. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And he retired on the back of that and good luck to him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes it's not all what it seems. And as fans, you only see the two guys getting into the ring and you don't see what's going on behind, you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes before mm-hmm. a fight, you know, in the lead up to the fight. Just little things, just contractual things, training things, you know, promotional things, PR yeah. things that go on. That if you're not mentally astute and and, and mentally sound, yeah. they can, you know what I mean, it take, your performance. take yeah. it affect you, your performance. Yeah. And you know, what I mean, going into a big fight like they did at the weekend two weeks ago, you know, what I mean, into a massive arena, you need to be spot on, one hundred percent. Yeah, that, that is also true. Yeah. I mean, I just want to take it forward to uh, Joshua versus Pulev. Um, that's now been announced. Um, I, I want to ask you guys a question, though, um, and it's to everybody, so please, anyone else says. Yeah. From Joshua's perspective, given what Fury's just done with Wilder, do we think we need to see a better performance from Joshua and not a Ruiz 2 type of performance? He ain't going to box like that. The thing is, the way Joshua's going to box Fury, he's clearly going to sit on his chest. Mm. I mean, the only way you're going to get... Uh, or against Pulev. Yeah, sorry, against Pulev. Sorry, against Pulev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I heard it's completely different. Yeah, <laughs> I just heard Joshua Fury. That's no, no. it. That's <laughs> what so, 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 Yeah, no. So when I'm saying Joshua, the way Fury beat Wilder, yeah, does that mean does that kind of make Joshua need to put in a good performance against Pulev? Okay, so I think off the back end of, um, I think it was Wilder knocking at Dominic Brazil. Yes. Then straight away after that, he was trying to get a. St- uh, showtime performance to get yeah. Ruiz, yes. and that's what got him knocked out. Yeah. He's just got to see out the performance. Yeah. That's how I see it. Keep it long. Just, just keep. Just see yeah. it out. Right. Josh, Joshua's already playing the mind games. He's told mm. uh, 
he told media outlets that he wants it to be done over 11 rounds. So he's obviously looking to long it out, make it. Yeah. Make, he's, he's big in he's big in Pulev up saying that he's durable, but we all know Joshua's going to come out and he's going to throw bombs. He, he he's going to get him done out yeah. in four he rounds. He don't have to try and box smart again. No. If he does, he's poor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pulev's too slow. He's too robotic. Joshua's ability is limited in terms mm. of his technical ability. Is is limited, so he can he he, he can he can fight either the the, the Ruiz two way. Mm. You know what I mean? Or he can fight the way he's been fighting all the previous fighters and go in there and shit on them and bully them. For me, that's that's him at his best. For me, uh, AJ's been frustrating to watch because I feel like he gets caught between two minds. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. He's he's, he's shown that he's got those two ways. Mm. So it's, it's, it's up to him and his camp to what way they they're gonna fight, you know. I think he wanted to stay away from from <coughs> Ruiz, obviously because mm-hmm. Ruiz hurt him. And psychologically, you have to understand that that plays on the boxer's mind. Yeah. You know, he goes in the ring, he's the one who's who's taking the shots. He's the one that's gone down. So for us, it's easy to say, yeah, but go in there and do this and do that. But he has to get in there with that same guy that dropped him two or three times. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it's Joshua gets in the ring now. You can see he was nervous and tentative for getting Ruiz the second fight. Yeah. You know, but in Pulev, he's going to be. Back at is it Tottenham? Is it Spurs? All the hype machine is going to be behind yeah, him again, down, he? and he's just yeah, going to feel he's like he's going to walk him down and just go for him. You know, Pulev can bang though. Pulev can bang, but Joshua can bully him. If you know what I'm saying, he can bully him. You know what I mean? So I don't think he's not as slick and he can land. he's not as slick and you know what I mean. Smart as Ruiz. Ruiz was. Yeah, I mean, he has them little punches and little catches. How old is Pulev now? Thirty-eight. Probably fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know, so AB, okay, go go go. Do you know, I was just gonna say quickly that I'm just the first early part of the rounds. Even though Joshua might go for him, we know he's got two styles. I just wanted to be mindful because when he was on that big stage in Wembley the last time against Povetkin, mm. although like keep... this is what I'm saying, I don't always like the media that's also pro Joshua sometimes because mm. they've forgotten that he made some classic errors that could have cost him. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he knew he had him. Mm. If it weren't for the the agent that is similar to like. The experience and whatnot, he would he would have cleaned them out. Let's be honest, Joshua hasn't been been in with any real bangers, mm, you know, true, real yeah. bangers. You know, what I'm saying that, you know, you can say that's a fifty fifty fight. You oh, know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, what I mean, like Fury went over to to take yeah, on Wilder in his best fight. That's fifty. That's yeah. 50 yeah. That was 60 40 yeah, in the, yeah, the yeah, first yeah, fight. The first fight. Even yeah. it was 70 30. Because, yeah, you know what I mean? Because Joshua didn't fight Fury. No, that's no one true, was, no, Wilder. No one was going able to fight Wilder. Yeah. Uh, Fury hadn't been busy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Been so, out for how long? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that was more Wilder. So he went and done that. But Joshua, he hasn't. You wanna, we we want to see Joshua in a firefight. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. see what he's got. You know what I mean? Under that. You know what I mean? He can bully fires, but you want to see him in a firefight. You know what I mean? Like. You know what I mean, like Fury was with Wilder in the first fight. You know, I mean, even Ch- when you see Chisora fight, he's always in a firefight. Yeah, yeah. Even Dylan White, sometimes it looks like he's down and he's out, and he pulls it out of the bag. You know what I mean? Joshua seems to sustain this, to sustain the heavy dominance of his fire, mm. and then kind of wears them down. Mm. Do you know what I mean? With nothing coming back, so to speak. You know what yeah. I mean? So it'd be good to see someone. I mean, the early part, early part of the Povetkin fight, Povetkin was. You know what I mean? Doing really well. No, mm. like, he caught a, him. When he yeah. caught him, I was like, oh my but God. But he he's, he's a small heavyweight. Yeah, he's a small heavyweight. I think this fight, we've got to look at Pulev. He's got naturally quite slow feet. And I think with his most notable win, probably Chisora. Exactly. He took the end of 12 rounds there. Like, mm. Mickey, uh, Mickey, you mentioned Chisora there. But I think with this fight, it's like Joshua knows that he's not the most, like you said, these kind of two, two ways. Either goes aggressive, throws mm. those inside uppercuts. But it's how he's going to be able to get 
Pula rattled early, make sure he doesn't respect his power. Mm. He goes through mm. goes through the paces. He can Joshua can win this fight however he pleases if he just uh, sidetracks all the, the media attention, all the hype, etc. I know probably Heady One's gonna be, you know, singing them out and stuff, whatever, <laughs> but like obviously if he does the job and he doesn't worry about the outside attention, I think he, he can make an easy night's work for, for himself. Yeah, I think um it's gonna test Joshua's IQ. Because Pulev's the only person I've seen out jab Klitschko. Mm. Like Klitschko abandoned his jab through the whole fight. He was mm. just setting up certain tricks around right hands, left hooks. And I don't think Joshua's got that in his <clears> locker, <throat> isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how he sets up his shots, how he avoids a jab, and just see his IQ on how to get in the inside, isn't yeah. it? It's a question for you, AB. So in terms of weight, then, do you think Joshua needs to be coming in that light type of weight when he fought Ruiz, or yeah, do you expect him light. to come in? Uh, I remember light, when yeah. he was 235 pounds, his combinations in his hand speed though, mm. was incredible, and mm. I haven't really seen that in a lot of fights as well. Mm. Okay. Like one, two punches, yeah, it's mm. fast, but three, fours, you don't see it anymore, innit? Yeah. So when, be in- when you're that, when you're that, <laughs> <laughs> when you're that, when you're that densely, heavily muscle band, when you start throwing a lot of combinations, <coughs> your arms get tired very quickly. Oh, you know, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, the blood can't get back, the, the oxygen can't get back into your blood, and you tire very quickly. And when you tire very quickly like that, you can't recover. Yeah. There's not I, enough time. To I, I think the team around Asia have made all this talk about weights and things like that. I think they've made his life difficult. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree. I think I agree. all that talk, like the fact that we're even sitting here discussing what weight should he come in, what weight. Mm. I know being a heavyweight, it obviously it makes a difference. Even Tyson Fury from the first to the second, I yes. understand that. But I still feel that he doesn't know his own style. I feel he doesn't know what's best for him. Yeah. When he gets in there, you see what he likes doing. Obviously, mm. you see what works. Mm. Obviously, I think the most obvious thing is, is, is when he bulldozes people, walks through, yeah. short, hooks and uppercuts on the inside. Mm. Obviously, he's got to be smart to do that. You can't just do that against everybody. See, I've got to adapt a little bit, but I just think, yeah, you right. I think AJ yeah. struggles. Sometimes on. it's, it's baffling. Sometimes. Heavyweight, you've got no real. There's no. You're not cutting weight, mm. so a fighter should be comfortable at what weight he wants to but, operate. But yeah. Michael's right because sometimes you see just for a second second. <coughs> what he's supposed to be doing like mm. like some fighters they can in the middle of a round change mm. style just yeah. and they're going to take that on themselves you know often you see Joshua go back to the corner and he's he's getting instructions and yeah. getting uh, yeah, I mean it looks like he needs those instructions to tell him what to do mm. you know mm. what I'm saying rather than, rather than him mm. saying oh, I can see that I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and mm. like you said flowing naturally you know mm. I mean, that's, mm. but when you talk about that and that's your like even if you look at shot selection understanding your balance and poise do you think it's because he's a late starter Similar to Wilder in the sense of that, there's just certain fundamentals they just haven't no, gone I, through I, it I think through Michael's the test right. of time. I think Michael's right. I think mm. his team have confused the fact that you know they've made a big thing about mm. getting certain opponents for him mm-hmm. and for him to bully those opponents. Yeah, i.e. so getting away with a lot at the beginning of his career. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And without actually, the, without the, his style actually being really adjusted to mm. what the game mm. is you know yeah. it's like you know all right joshua's he's bigger than this one so we're just going to go forward and we're going to do this we're going to and it's going to and we're going to get away with it mm. you know and, but as soon as he came up against someone like ruiz who was quick okay. slick kind of you know what i mean mm. they was baffled and mm. what, what, age did he, what, what age did he start boxing it's, it's 18 or something yeah 19, 19, 19 even 20 yeah but he learned on the Jordan job just quick, about started himself uh, i was 23 when i started yeah, I, was and I, my, that, yeah. my, my style changes all the time with um aj i personally think it doesn't do him a lot of good being around the GB team a lot mm. of the time because him right now in that first uh, Ruiz mm. fight he started mm. to adopt 
some of my weight stars type of boxing, yeah. boxing on the back foot with his yeah. hand down. Mm. He, he shouldn't be copying the Pat McCormack's yeah, of the yeah, England yeah. team. That is, yeah, yeah. pot shotting at Ruiz. Mm. He's a big guy. He should be coming in with a Mexican style, mm. exactly the same as Ruiz. Yeah. I think right now he's just got a lot of fighters that, because he's still in admiration of the skills that's coming to boxing. He's a student on the boxing, so mm. he's trying to get as much experience from the people around him mm. and implement it as in the fights as he goes along. And yeah. I think. That's 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 confusing him. He just I think needs to be himself, step away, he? step away, do what works naturally for him, and then hone that. He's yeah. more finishing now, isn't it? He's more he's more yeah. kind of cut off the GB thing. Mm. I know he'll go back. I think for once. Oh yeah, and, around camp. But do you know, now that just, the just what I'm saying, like yeah. he's, he's like the loss kind of done a little bit of good. Actually, a lot of good to be honest, because he's more mm. he's cut a lot of his team. Like even you were saying, like you don't really see as much kind of his team's very streamlined in terms of what they do and whatnot. Mm. But like you said about the confusion thing, I think. You're paying all that money. You're paying for the best of the best. They should be able to have that clear vision. Like he always talks about continuity. And this is me kind of critiquing my guy a bit. But, you know, over the... Don't years, be a fanboy, bro. No, no, no. no. <laughs> hey, come on, Nigeria, nah, man. Nah, we talking about... <laughs> you just hit the nail in the coffin for yourself, man. You literally hit the nail in the coffin for yourself. You know I mean? With the contingency yeah. player, he had like a real, like, look, these are my team. These are my guys. They've been with me forever. So, all right, cool. So... We, why are we having these problems about weight and whatnot? It's just a confusion yeah, thing, and yeah, that yeah, needs yeah, to be rectified. So, guys, I'm going to go to. Been, no, no, you know, should have been covered. All the aspects should have been covered. Yeah, yeah, having yeah. people there for the sake of being. When you've got all the money in the world, you should have the best team in the world. Things should be exactly. simpler. Exactly. Do you understand exactly. what I'm saying? Because exactly. you should have a clear goal, you know, and it should be simple. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. No, 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 no tainted meat and anything like that. So, listen, we're going out to the lines. Got a couple of callers ready. I think that's Uncle Bang. I believe it is. Three, two, one. Question or statement? Hello, Uncle. Uncle Benga. Hey, hi guys. How you doing? How are you? Not Uncle. too bad. You go- it's my, one. My greeting to the manager, uh, Michael Amu. Thank you. I've been, <laughs> I've been listening to you. Uh, very intelligent, knowledgeable man. Thank so you very good much. Luck, sir. Thank you very is much. Is that check in the post, huh? <laughs> is, that, is that the check in the post? This is Michael's brother. Yeah, flirting going on. Yeah. One of the, um, in regards to the, the chat mm. you guys just have been having, um, I was listening and, and enjoying it. Um, I, I do think, um, you know, it's very important because I've been in the same position when you have a guy who's not with uh, you have fighters who are not with one of the major promoters or TV networks that your guys need to stay focused and take the opportunities when they come and even sometimes when they come and you beat their guys, if you're not signed to them, they might try and freeze you out yeah. and a lot goes on in boxing behind uh, yeah. behind the scenes, you know injuries no, which is why I'm very big. The bo- professional boxers, top amateurs, you need to live uh, live the life of a fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. as in you know, so that even when they call you up on short notice, or they think they're calling you on short uh, short notice, you're you're in shape and you can take mm-hmm. advantage of those yeah. opportunities. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. You know. Definitely. It's, it's, okay. It's, it's very difficult, so, obviously. Um, yeah. Go on, go on. True. Go on, Uncle. So, um, now, one of the other things, we, you know, I, I'm trying to hold my powder on uh, potential AJ uh, Wilder fight. Um, 
Fury, Wilder 3. Um, okay, AJ Pulev. All I will simply say is that while the Fury Wilder 3 has been activated, I get it, and I know why. I'm pretty sure that Al Heyman didn't want to activate this. But also, the business dictates you need to activate it because they probably know deep down that the results probably won't change. But Wilder is 34, 35. It'll be 35 by the time the, the fight happens, you know. Maybe it could well be the final cash-out. And if he gets lucky, if he does somehow manage to win the third fight, well, he gets another massive payday. But, I mean, for I, I think Wilder has done well in terms of the money he's earned. Um, you know, everybody... I mean, I, as you know, I'm one of the guys who's been critical of Wilder before this and new predicted he was going to get knocked out. Um, it's, not be, and it's not because I don't like Wilder, but I'm a boxing man. You know, your fundamentals are important. You just can't have one way to win a fight. <laughs> you know, you know, look, um, you see, one of the things... Uncle, last point, me, because we're going to have to round up, but last point and then we're going to round yeah. up. Yeah. A guy can, how can I put it? What you're good at, yeah, may not work on any given night mm -hmm. because of the opponent you're up against. Sugar Ray Leonard faced against Tommy Hens. What did he do? Mm -hmm. He turned into a fighter. Mm -hmm. He became Joe Fraser <laughs> to beat Tommy Hens. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you. You, you, you see what I'm saying, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's important you know, to have a plan B. You can't go into that uh, ring with just one one uh, weapon, one way yeah. of winning the fight. You always got to have a, something else to have a backup plan. Mm. Yeah. No, no problem. So, anyway, yeah. all just, good. Th thanks, uh, Uncle. Thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you very much. As always. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, going out to 446. 446, the floor is yours. Question or something? All right, hello, guys. This is yours. Yes. Yeah, you're guys. Yes. Uh, hello. Yes. How you doing? Yeah, how you doing? Yes. Yeah. How you doing, mate? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, just a couple of points. We talk about Pulev and Joshua. Yes. Um, and I don't think it's a straightforward fight like people think. You know, I think uh, Pulev's a strong contender. Right. The guy's only lost once in his career, and that was against a prime Klitschko. That was a Klitschko was really on the prime. Right. And uh, he's a serious fighter. He's got a strong amateur background. He's got good resume. He's big and strong, right? He's a superstar back home, back in Bulgaria, right? So this guy ain't going to come to lie down, right? You know, and this is probably his last chance at, at getting a world title, yeah? So it'd be interesting to see how, how Joshua takes it out. I think if, it, if Joshua tries to outbox him, I think it's going to be a difficult fight for him, yeah? Because this guy's a strong boxer, yeah? And if you look at his record, you know, he quite afford the likes of Chisora, Tony Thompson, you know, and he performed very, very well boxing these guys, you know. Mm. Um, so I don't know how it's going to go. I think, like, Joshua, you know, to get his brand back, he, he needs to demolish this guy mm. in clinical fashion because yeah. everyone's on Fury's case now. Like, you know, Fury's mm. a big star now, right? Joshua built his whole brand on you know, battering his opponents, yeah? But his last few fights, Takam, Parker, Ruiz too, yeah? A lot of his... 
you know, fortune came from mass appeal to by the casual boxing fans who don't understand technical boxing. For them, it's the knockouts, right? <laughs> That's what they're coming for, right? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so if you go down that route again, I think it's going to start losing a lot of fans, yeah? And I don't know, like, whether they got the Tottenham Stadium because that excessive demand, I don't know if it's still there, yeah? yeah? yeah you know, why didn't they go for, like, a Cardiff or a Twickenham? Or Wembley. I don't know. Maybe the stadiums weren't available, but right from the start they were talking about getting, getting like uh, Tottenham, Tottenham Stadium. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a demand uh, declining in, in, in his brand. It's a business you know? thing. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys? Do you think like he's starting to lose a lot of his uh, casual fan base? Personally, I don't think he's losing casual fans. I just think. Fury is gaining more fans because of what he's actually done. You yeah. know, the casual fans, uh, they've, always, they've always been with Joshua, you know, because of the hype machine behind him and the promotional side behind him. But real boxing fans now are seeing the exploits of Fury and going, this guy has, yeah, he's, he's come from nowhere, from the deep, dark depths of his mental illness and struggle. And a lot of people can relate to that, you know, and he's gone into the backyard of everybody's nemesis, Deontay mm. Wilder, twice, and, you know, and come away with, with a victory, you know, that people are applauding now. And, and, and the manner of his victory, I don't think that Joshua's had a victory in that manner, mm. you know? So, mm. Pete, no. I don't think Joshua's losing his hands. I think just more and more people, it's bringing more and more people to boxing. Yeah. And I think you're still going to have a lot of fans supporting Joshua, but there's going to be a lot more fans now supporting Fury. Of course. I, I, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like you know, if you, if you follow the narratives on social media and like boxing groups, like one or two years ago, you can't say anything against Joshua. True. Say anything against Joshua, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he loses, now, then you can. But Anam, yeah. now, but Anam, do you right? see? I mean, you, yeah. Yeah, go on. Oh, do you see what I was going to yeah, say? But now, <laughs> yeah, go on. Let him finish. Let him finish. Uh, go on. Fit, go on. Finish, bro. Yeah, but now you will find there's a lot of people that are quite critical of Joshua. They will say stuff like, he's boring. He's very selective in the choosing of his opponents. They've used a mandatory argument in the past to avoid Wilder, right? A few years ago, right, these guys literally, right, you know, they were like spokespeople. Like I used to call them matchroom FC fans. Yeah, they were boxing <laughs> fans. They were matchroom FC. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. whatever Hearn says, yeah, what? Whatever he said, that's it. You know what I mean? You can't argue with these people. See, but now it's different. Yeah. So let's let, let, yeah, I'm going to finish there, but let someone retake, respond. Then who wants to respond to that? Yeah, to me, I was just going to say, I yeah. think them fans Jeez, are the the fans not worth um, even entertaining. You know what I mean? If you can chop on, uh, change on a man that quick mm. because of whatever reason, yeah. then you're not boxing fans. You yeah. was obviously an AJ fan or a Hearn fan, like you said. Yeah. And then obviously he wasn't, maybe he didn't live up to the expectations you had of him. So for you to turn on your man, I don't think you was worthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, not, they're not the boxing fans that. So going up to 277, 277, the floor is yours, question or statement. Hello. What's going on, guys? It's, it's Boxing Lowdown. What's happening, Raps? What's yes. happening, Tom? What's going on, you guys? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just touching in. Sorry, I haven't heard, managed to listen to the whole show. So if I've gone over anything, just let me know. No but I just wanted to touch mind. in... Just wanted to touch in on Joshua and Pulev as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really interesting here in the last caller there, making some good points. And um, I just wanted to say that I actually think it will go the other way. I actually think that Joshua could do a number on Pulev in this fight. And um, the reasons why I think that is because I know that Pulev is, you know, he's well-schooled and he's experienced. But 
I just think he's got a bad habit of kind of leaning straight backwards when he fights. We saw it against mm. Fury Fury. And um, I don't think that he has the sort of defense or the speed or power to trouble AJ like Ruiz did. But he does have a solid jab. But um, I just think if you look at who Pulis has fought recently, it's nowhere near the level of competition that Joshua has fought recently. I mean, he's fought the likes of um, Dan Dinu, I think, Huey Fury, then there's like Kevin Johnson, then you're going back to Samuel Peter in 2016. So <laughs> I just wanted to make that point. <laughs> 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 you're calling out the Nigerian guys <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, sorry, I, I, bro. Yeah, that's just, that's just my thought on that. I, yeah. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, I suppose, well, with, with the whole with the whole Joshua like persona and stuff, it's it's like um, like Kojo mentioned earlier. He's got does he does he have to do a number or does he stick to the game plan and and what he knows best? At the end of the day, he's got to take pride in the fact that he's an Olympic gold medalist, that he's learnt the foundations from an early age from the GB setup, and if he can emulate that in the fight. And he can show that his class and show his um, his experience. Then he should be an, uh, an easy, easy, easy night's work for for Pula. But I understand Pula is a very compact fighter. He's not the quickest on his feet. He's not able to make those adjustments, you know, within distance with his feet. But he's strong. He can he can he can hurt Joshua if he if Joshua's clumsy and he and he leaves his chin in the air and he gets caught. You who knows? It could be a a similar repeat to Madison Square Garden. But I think. Joshua, if he just uses his height, uses the simple sim, simplicity of of just his physique and stuff, then he should he should get Pulev out of there within, I'd say, four rounds max. But I, to be quite honest, I think the business side of boxing now takes over in terms of this fight because because everybody knows the end game is Fury, Joshua. Everybody knows that's the end game. So in Joshua's mindset and his team's mindset. If that's what they're thinking, mm. we just need the W, mm. yeah. Mm. So we don't need to go and mm. beat this guy. We don't need mm. to go and knock yeah. him out. We don't. We need just need the W yeah. because we can sit there. If the, the rematch with Wilder and 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 Fury is set for June, July, mm. you know, if 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 Joshua wins, he sits and he fights the winner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he don't need to go from the business point of view. He don't need to go and knock this yeah. this guy out. They're looking at the end game, yeah. and that mm. end game is. A free fight contract with the winner of that fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whoever's got the WBC belt at the end of Fury Wilder, which mm. we all believe will be Fury, mm. yeah, that means a trilogy fight. Mm. So, in terms of Joshua going out and making a statement or having to knock this guy out, he doesn't have to. No, he yeah. just needs the no. W yeah. because yeah. everybody is clamouring for that fight. Yeah, no, yeah 100%. I, think. I mean, just what Mick said as well, it's just purely down to the business side, secure the win. I mean, when was the last time you see um, Floyd Mayweather go in deliberately trying to knock someone out? <laughs> yeah. it, it, just get the win. You're just going to build up. <laughs> yeah, yeah with the McGregor. <laughs> but you're just you're just there for the payday. Yeah, secure yeah. it out. Get the win. Yeah. That's what it matters. And, and Daryl, question to you though. Um, obviously, the rematch um, or the third fight between Wilder and Fury has been agreed. Um, I've seen you've done some great videos on, on on that subject. Just tell tell us your thoughts on that rematch. And do you think there's anything different Wilder can do to win? Sorry. Um, it's going to be difficult, in my opinion, uh, because when you look at the first two fights, he was, in my opinion, he was outboxed for most of it. Mm. A, a Fury deserved a decision in that one. And then in the second, he got beaten up, beaten up let's be honest. Mm. So I think in the third fight, it's going to be difficult for Wilder. But I've seen a lot of people like comment on my page and um, like just speaking in general. And they think Wilder has no chance. And I think that that's a dangerous thing to assume. Uh, going into the second fight, I know that Fury... 
um, he was aware of the danger. But I think if he goes into the third fight underestimating Wilder at any point, then he still has the right hand. I mean, we can't just mm. like write him off as a bad fighter altogether. I mean, yeah. he still does have a right hand. Mm. So um, I think that I, I do obviously pick Fury. I think Fury will win again, uh-huh. but um, he's going to have to be like on top of his game again, and he's yeah. going to have to be going in there with the same sort of motivation that he did for the second fight. No, no, great, great points there, Daryl. Um, listen, thanks for the call again. Um, definitely look to get you back in the studio soon, um, but all the best. Um, and just shout out your channel before you go, bro. Thank you, bro. Um, yeah, just for anybody that's listening that hasn't uh, subscribed already, is uh, the Boxing Lowdown on YouTube, uh, Boxing Lowdown, all one word on Instagram, and Boxing underscore Lowdown on Twitter. Cheers. Thanks, bro. Thanks for the Cheers. call, mate. Thanks Cheers. for the call. Going out to 114. 114. Question or statement? Hello? Oh, have we got a mute? 114. Going once. We can hear you. Going twice. Three times. Just listening in. No worries. Um, all right. So we're going to move on to another topic. Um Last topic of the evening. Um, but quick, can I just touch on something quick? Yes. I was just going to say, but when you're talking about the business side, I think now it's just the time for him to just, you know, get get out of the ring rust, roll, roll around the ring, you know, get the new sponsors out there and whatnot. You're in Tottenham. That's probably going to be the most expensive tickets of the year. Mm. You've got Daniel Levy there, but also you've got to look at Daniel Levy. It's a, Tottenham, it's a Tottenham stadium, but also they're in affiliation with the NFL. Who's got the biggest rights? to the NFL yeah. right now is the zone. Yeah. So, you know, it's all kind of interlinked and intertwined and it's more than a business. But yeah, that's that's all I wanted yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it's basically, you yeah. know, it, the, the chips are down and Joshua, you, you, that's why the delay in naming the fight, yeah, because exactly. they wanted the opportunity to go straight to, 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 to Fury. Yeah. So now you've got to fight Pulev. Now everyone, be, everyone in AJ's camp will be like, just got to win this. Mm. We ain't got to listen to anybody else. Don't yeah. care how you thought Ruiz or anybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you have to do the same, do the same. Let's get the W. Mm. And then we'll sit down and we've got this trilogy coming against probably what uh, Fury. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then we've got to plan that. You know what I mean? And that's going to be worth 100, 200, 300 million stupid pounds million. to, to what, stupid money. Yeah, you know reset, replan and just go again. Yeah. So it's just about the W. Yeah. I, personally, that's how I see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the fight everybody wants. That's the fight the zone want to make. That's the fight top rank want to make. You know what I mean? So I can't see anybody else. So I can't so. see anyone around Joshua saying, if he was my fire, if yeah. he was my fire, I'll be saying, listen, just go out jab nick each round as you can yeah. and let's get the w mm-hmm. that's it um, before we conclude we definitely got to bring up uh the zone in may next, the uk yes yeah that's uh, next i wanted to ask yard versus arthur Lyndon arthur that's been announced guys just tell me your thoughts on that fight and then we'll come on to the zone piece yeah i think it's a i think it's a good fight i think obviously yard's been to that world level stage he's obviously take sustained the defeat to to, to kovalev i don't think it's too much of a uh, an ego break or a, a mm. break, like break to his his character. I think he'll take a lot from that defeat to Kovalev. I think now it's how he reacts to that shows his character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Kovalev a, a, was a seasoned champion before he lost to Canelo. He was someone of a lot of um, you know he had a, he had a big reputation, still a big puncher, and obviously showed that in the in the fight. So I think if Yard just um, has taken those lessons from that defeat to to Kovalev and does what he's been doing and blasting guys out, then his power should get to, to Arthur. Obviously, Arthur's never mixed it at this level uh, before. I know he's the same um, stable as Zelva Barrett. Pat Barrett will obviously um, you know, develop a, a game plan and establish a, 
a way of trying to beat Yard, um, but I think I'd have to edge towards uh, Yard stoppage yep. in this fight. I just think his his size, his power, um, the way he's just so methodical with his shots, he he doesn't waste a lot of his his shots. His work's quite efficient. So mm. I yep. think we're going Yard. Yard. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to take? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good domestic fight, mm. and it's a good fight for both fighters. You know, because obviously Arthur Yard is mixed with world champion, gone to Russia, mm. mixed with Kovalev. Yard is never uh, Arthur's never mixed with with a fighter like that. So it's a good yardstick for both fighters to see. Really, from Yard's point of view, you know, he did tire badly against mm. um, uh, Kovalev. Yeah. You know, but he's coming down to a level that you know should. He mm. should impose his experience on the other fighter, but the yeah. other fighter has got an opportunity to see where he is. Yes, you know, I think he's twelve. Is he twelve and zero? Yeah, Commonwealth champion. So he's got a chance to see where he is as well. A loss for Arthur isn't a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? But it gives both fighters and both camps to see where their fighters really are. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it was always going to be a tall ass for Yardy to go and beat Kovalev in Russia. See, for me, I think... No one might have the question, though. What? Who wins? Who wins? Yeah. I think Yard wins. I think Yard wins. Yeah, so with me personally... I'm sort of sitting on a fence only because hey, no, 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 I'll, 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 I'll pick Yard, but yeah. I'm sitting on a fence just because um, Lyndon Arthur, um, he's got a much more amateur background than Yard, what Yard does. Yard's obviously got more experience in the professional ranks. Um, the reason I'm sitting on a fence is has Yard now um, gone away and improved on stopping a jab? Because that's something that was landing against him the whole cover lift fight. Mm, yeah. Lyndon Arthur's going to be popping a jab from round one. Mm. Um, but then in his last fight, I see with Lyndon Arthur, he got caught by I think it was a Nigerian, and he, he got wobbled. He's a and Ghanaian that, guy. Yeah, yeah Ghanaian. Like so, tested him. Yeah, hard. tested him. Oh, yeah, and, and, and you know yeah. what? Has that guy yeah. got the same power as Yard? He probably doesn't. Mm. Hey, so I just make Guardian power. The power was there, but was the accuracy there? But no, it's just one of them. Like, how's he going to react to getting hit clean on the chin? I'm going to go with Yard. Yard, stop it. AB. I like, Coach, I like Lyndon Arthur and I like his yeah. style, especially against Yard. He does that shoulder roll, but he doesn't do it properly, and oh, yeah. especially yeah. yeah. Mm. And if Yard, you don't know if he's a front foot fighter, or back foot fighter. Mm. Other than Kovalev, he hasn't fought anyone near the level of nah, Arthur either. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, it's true. true. So the the guy think... who fought before Royal Albert was a joke. Like, sorry. Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Jumbo's you right. name. Namaste. Well, <laughs> 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 Mike. So who, 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 he's Lyndon Arthur. He's picking Lyndon Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll be honest, I've never even heard of him. Swear down, yeah. Man, I don't watch boxing, man. You got to do the research. Man. I show you, yeah. like, these got get on to me, innit? Yeah. I, I, listen, I know every bantam and super bantam way in the country because yeah. they could be my fighters. Yeah, so okay, yeah. But these other brothers, but Yard's my guy. I will never. Yeah. I, I love the guy. I think. Yeah. I mean, to take that fight he took in Russia, I'm, so I gotta go with Yard. Yeah, yeah. No, big up, big up. Um, and then the last one, we're gonna quickly spin round, so it has to be very quick. Um, Dylan White versus Povetkin has been announced. Um, what, what's the maximum violence? Um, I want to start with Sam. Sam, how do you see that fight playing out? I think... Brief. Do you know what? Dylan's going to do his thing. He's yeah. going to sharp do what he's doing. He's going to keep demanding and talking about the WBC. I mean, he needs a title shot. Everyone knows that. It's yeah. no news yeah, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I just want to really see him improve. I want to see him at a good weight. I want to see him really in shape and, 
You know, I want him to, to, to be honest, he really should be putting Povetkin to bed, man. Mm. That's it. He should be. He should be. But you know what? I'm going to go with Povetkin on this one just because he ain't going to look to boxing. No, you know what? He's, he's, no, listen, Dylan White's a much better boxer. And you know what? If he plays it safe, out jabs him, he's going to outbox him all night. But Povetkin ain't going to go in there looking to, to box Dylan White. He's going to go in there first three rounds looking to take him out. And has Dylan White got a defensive ability to not get caught by that? So that's the only reason I put pick Povetkin just, just an outlandish one eh? yeah, I, I agree with him to a degree I think early on Povetkin's going to mm. stick it on him mm. going to take it to him but White's got he's got a very good chin in order to take a punch and Povetkin at 38 30, how old is he now? 40 you now he's 41 40 my man's fighting like Tyson rolling under coming with the hooks <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. but I think eventually that left hook's going to land is going to tie and White's going to take him out late mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing I'm, I'm, I'm tired of losing <laughs> 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 like I said, Povetkin, like he done against Aiden, you know, he's a good, te- a serious uh, test for anybody. But I think Dylan White, his jab and his boxing ability has come on loads. Obviously, like he touched down on, we want to see him step it up another gear now. Yeah, we want to show a good for him to transition that for between boxing and brawling, but getting back to your jab. Yeah, I reckon a hard fight, but Dylan yeah. White pulls it out of the end. Senior? Yeah, with abs, I go, I think Povetkin starts quick. And it all depends, you know. When it when it for me, when it comes to these fights, it all depends how much the fighter wants it. Mm. Because you know, if Povetkin really wants it, he could cause Dylan White all kinds of problems. If he really wants it, mm. if he's there to make up the numbers and to take a fight and to get a payday, mm. he's mm. gonna come in for a good show for five, six rounds, mm. and then tire and White's gonna I, take I reckon up. he'll want it, but it's obviously his body as well. Exactly. Body, that's mm. what I'm saying. No, but what I'm saying, if you do. really want it, you put yourself through that. Yeah. And I'm saying, you see some of these fighters. When they really want it, they really like, they go through, like, they go, like, they go to the world. Go, but yeah, like like Takam when he comes over and he has a yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. to the. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah. comes with it. He comes with it. You know what I'm saying? And he gives it everything. So you know, it goes Dylan White. I think Dylan White at the end of the day too much. Yeah, too much at the end. Perfect, perfect. Thanks, guys. Listen, it's been a pleasure having you guys on. Um, before we let you go, do you want to just do your social media shout outs? Yeah, uh, before we go, I just want to yeah. shout out to one of my boxers who's yes. uh, the heavyweight, who's Ishmael Oladipo. Mm-hmm. We call him Biggie. Yeah, he had a Dipo. terrible time with injuries. He's yeah. from Nigeria. Of yeah. course, man. I knew. <laughs> I'm saying. I know. <laughs> he's, a, he, he, he's a heavyweight. He's had a terrible time. He, he was three years ago, he was aspiring the likes of uh, Chisora and, da- and David Hay and stuff, mm-hmm. and he broke his ankle. He had a terrible, busted Ooh. ankle, and he's had a bad time. You know what I mean? But he's coming back and he's training really, really hard. And he's, he's got he's got a fight on March the 21st yep. on a Goodwin show. So I'd just like to give him a big shout and Perfect. well done for the training that he's putting big in. Up, coming big, back. Up, big up, big up, very good. Big up, Social media? Social media, these guys are the social right. media guys. You know what I mean? I just. Streetwise back. management, anyway, for, on Instagram. Manager, yeah, on Instagram. Uh, M- Michael? Yeah. Nah, me, you, you come follow me in real life, mate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be down, Coach AB. Uh, the purest dot boxing, mm-hmm. um, Coach AB one seven, and the purest coaching for the whole team. Yeah, perfect. And then yeah. Jordan. Yeah. And uh, also talk about your fight coming up as well. Yeah. What date's yeah. that? Yeah, so I'm fighting on the 14th of March um, next next Saturday. Next Saturday. Um, down at York Hall. Um, come and support. You'll see me move to a foreigner. Um, and then it's my first six rounder. Let's see how that up. goes. And then I look to be out again May, July, September, Keep December. Active, yeah. <laughs> Every other month, yeah. No, respect for that. So listen, guys, thank you very much. Um, it's been a pleasure having you. Um, thank you. For everyone that's listening, I uh, just got to say a big thank you. Don't forget to support all the channels, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all Raps on TV. Um, looking forward to this boxing this weekend. We've got um, uh, Karanaki taking on Helenius over in New York. Um, 
And then UK, have we got any UK cards? Um, Scott Quigg. Yeah, Scott Quigg, Quigg, Quigg Carroll, um, Fowler's on that. So that's quite an active card down in Manchester. So yeah, look forward to chopping it up with you guys next week. But until then, we are out. Peace. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.